Podcast. to episode 48 of the Complete Geeks Podcast. My name is Organic, and I tonight am joined by Bob. But we had some technical difficulties, so we lost the beginning of the show. So as you tune in, we'll cut over and they'll kind of get into what's going on with Bob. And kind of his collectible fiasco with the real Ghostbusters. So, sorry about that, and hopefully we get through them. And we'll be back on it next week. Enjoy the show. We're back. Technical <laughs> difficulty, but we are going to resume the Ghostbusters figure chat. Right. So, uh, where do we leave off at? Uh, Walmart being a shit show. Oh, yeah. Walmart, Walmart is a shit show. And uh, so, from my end... I pre-ordered them four months in advance, or three months in advance, and they never, they never filled. They just went to back order and they just sat there. So a friend of mine was actually able to find me two full sets in store, and I was able to cancel my pre-orders there. And luckily, I did because there was a lot of people getting reports of like figures completely trashed, whole entire orders where. It, you know, they will break up the orders and ship only individual figures, even though they were all reserved in one big order. Um, and then there was one, there was other reports of people getting like three of the figures that they ordered and the rest canceled. It was a shit show. And so then cut to about two weeks ago, NECA goes over and announces that they're going to do, you know, they, they announced a while ago that they were doing a Raff in Disguise and a Casey Jones two-pack. From yep, the 1990. Yep. Yeah. And so they go over and they're like, you know, we're going to put this up at 1 p.m. for you guys to pre order. 1 p.m. is going to be the pre order window. I'm like, cool. That's great. Luckily, I get, I have a notification set up for preternia.com that they just, as soon as their tweets pop up, I get their tweets. So he tweets it at 10 30 p.m. my time. That all of a sudden it's live. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Just fucking real quick ahead of time. And since since Target and Walmart both don't have two step verification on their website when it comes to purchasing things, they're riddled with bots. They're like, you know, there's like there's just bots that just buy everything in seconds. I kept on clicking through, and somehow I ordered two of them. I ordered one for me and a one for a friend of mine. It just went through, and I was like, holy shit. So. Walmart just all of a sudden they just they're like oh well, that's it and NECA's real quiet about it and I'm like well, I'm like this is fucking great this is going so swimmingly so cut to this week they they're releasing a transformer that's also Walmart exclusive that is the DeLorean from Back to the Future old and, uh, gigawatts yeah and so it looks it looks really cool it's 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 great and. Next thing you know, they're like, oh, don't worry, 1 p.m. Again, that fucking 1 p.m. time slot, they're like, it's going to go up for pre-order. It doesn't. It gets to around 5 p.m. the next day, and all of a sudden, it pops. But it only pops for about 20 seconds. And there's like, I shit you not, I think it's probably only maybe 10 people got order confirmations. And the the actual site is still down they don't know the listings down nobody said anything about it and so the ones that you're seeing on ebay that got their quote-unquote orders confirmed and those are the ones that are going for like seven or eight hundred dollars because they think they're like you know the only 10 that have it on ebay and i'm just like and the thing is is that it's a walmart exclusive the first 1985 that's what yeah. it is is they're going to be individually numbered all this is going to be some shitty ass sticker in October, it's going to get a wide release, and so that way, in October, it's actually you're actually going to be able to see. You know, it's not going to be as rare as you think, and it's it's just crazy to me that Walmart wants to get into this like 
niche market and they just don't know how to fucking handle it. Yeah, I mean, they are definitely taking the target approach to what they're doing in the stores. I know. And their electronics department, they have like a little NECA area all set up. It's honestly, it's not bad figure wise of what they're carrying. Right. But they definitely don't have the online infrastructure for it. No, NECA's definitely. NECA's definitely got a better presence than Target, and Target has handled it a lot better than Walmart. Walmart doesn't have dedicated sections because they don't give a shit. And so some stores you'll see their their toys in the electronics section. Other times you'll see their toys just thrown into the action figure aisle, and there's no spot for it. It's just wherever they feel like putting them. Another issue is with Walmart, too, is that a lot of this stuff, you know, a Walmart could say that they have it, but there's no indication on whether or not you can actually go to the store and ask somebody to get a hold of it. So a store might have it for weeks and you won't be able to see it and nobody will be able to pull it from the back. And then all of a sudden it just shows up. It just shows up out of nowhere. And you're just like, what the fuck? And another thing is that we've seen too in terms of collector worlds, I'm sure Toast is going to have his fucking bib on for this one a lot, um, is that you'll see stores that don't get a lot of product but then other stores get an overabundance of product. And so it's I've we've watched it happen. Me and a couple of buddies of mine have watched it happen in other states where Maryland won't get shit. But Virginia will, you know, people were like, oh, man, I just found 10 of these in Virginia. And we're just like, what the fuck? You know, we're like, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's definitely and Walmart getting into this. It's just as soon as they said that Walmart was going to start carrying a lot of exclusive stuff. I just it was just like a collective groan from the collector community. Um, now going back to the real Ghostbusters, I mm-hmm. I was reading a little bit about that, and I guess some of the initial shortages were due to them not having the rights to uh, having who or who are you gonna call on the backer card? Yeah, so that was the initial that was the initial problem is that you know at the top left hand corner of it you'll see in letter yellow letters this is who you're gonna call on it. They put those out and then come to find out they didn't have the rights for it, so they had to pull them back. So the initial the initial ones that were coming out did have that. My set doesn't. I don't really care. It, it's yeah. just I'm more for the artwork and stuff like that and actually having these figures because at one point in time, these figures were going for stupid money complete. And, uh, yeah, so they pulled them back. And that's when people were initially finding them in the store, even well before people's pre-orders were filled. And so they got all that stuff cleared up, and they started releasing the shit to the stores. But the problem was that they weren't filling pre-orders online. And then all of a sudden they started shit canning pre-orders because they were like, oh, we don't have enough stock. And it's like, how do you not have enough stock on something that you have a pre-order filled out for? And the pre-order, the messed up part is the pre-orders went live like four or five times over the course of these months. I I remember that. There's quite a few times it's going to pull the trigger on them. Right. And so it's like you all of a sudden are just canceling orders because you can't fulfill them. And it's like, what are you guys doing? It's, it's, It's one of those things where like, you know, why isn't there a dedicated essentially a dedicated warehouse for online stuff and then a dedicated warehouse for, you know, for actual store stuff. Cause I think it's just wherever they send it to a distribution center. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, and the company I work for, we do a lot of business with distribution centers and right. that that's essentially how it is. It's yeah. we, we fulfill to dot com and it's basically just going to whatever distribution center you're replenishing to their stock. That's yeah, and see, that's that's the only that's the only bad part about the model. And see, what the thing was with Toys R Us, they at least had a good grasp on it. Was that I believe that they had like you know essentially their .dot com was a different warehouse than the actual stores. So it was it, it's it, that's the reason why some of the prices would be different. And then it depends on like in relation to where you were for that distribution center where it would go out to. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's kind of like um, like um, drawing a blank now, but mm-hmm. just understanding the people handling the product and what like it's going to a collector's market, but going through Walmart, I mean, it's just another piece of product to them, right? Yeah, that's a that's the shitty part is a, is is that aspect of it. It's almost like you want to keep it into like. A separate department but you understand what it is, is because everybody's trying to get to the amazon level of logistics mm-hmm. and amazon's not you know amazon's not any better either it's you know because 
they have no problem throwing a $400 toy inside of a freaking bubble mailer and shipping that shit. And then it's, I don't know, it's just... And that's that's why, like, was it the Big Bad Toy Store where you can pay yep. a slightly upgraded price for better handling? Right, and with stores like that, it's going to sound like a fucking commercial right now. Stores like that, they know what they're selling. Mm-hmm. And so they know the amount of money that you're paying. And so when you ship something to them, and there's another place, too, called Dorkside Toys. They, uh, so a lot of, you know, obviously toys come in cases, like, you know, you have a actual shipper case that goes onto a pallet that they unbox in the store. A lot of times when I order Marvel Legends, I order a pure case of Marvel Legends. So that way it's just an unopened case. Nobody messes with it, but they'll actually ship that box in another box and ship it to me instead of just like slapping a shipping label on the box and just shipping it out and getting it all fucked up. And so it's, it's good for collectors. Like if they want to keep stuff on card and things like that. And it's like even Lego, Lego ships a lot of stuff. They ship a lot of stuff where they, they know for the fact that people possibly want to keep it in the box so it doesn't get damaged. And it's just, it's crazy to me that some of these bigger department stores, it's like they should have people who know better when it comes to this or keep it in a separate department. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, the, their sales are there. They're going to continue to pursue it, but oh yeah, man, it's, it's it's all all that shit's a drop in a bucket to them to get an exclusive. It's like they just need to buy a million dollars worth of product, and so they'll buy they buy millions of dollars worth of Hasbro product every single freaking day, and so they have no problems getting an exclusive on their hands. It just sucks because like exclusivity for a store like that, it's it's almost like you're strong arming them. They they're like, oh, well, we won't carry your product unless you give us something or they buy so much they demand it and it's like man just sell the show on your website i don't feel like dealing with these stores anymore yep yep so yeah other than that what have you been up to man still the work situation's been pretty crazy yeah um been trying to get into well i've been watching a lot of junk on tv <laughs> um I, who hasn't i started uh the floor is lava on netflix that oh, is man. a that is hot trash but it is grossly amusing um so (laughs) so the missus and i finished it today (laughs) and it's the same thing i think it's the nostalgia factor because we all played it as a kid but yeah it's like this this game is trash but i still want to watch it 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 is the level of acting that they're pushing their contestants to do which is what i love yep (laughs) yeah when people would drop in the lava and go no I know you, you can very much tell. Okay, you you guys need to pretend this is real lava. Right. Don't know why. <laughs> don't know why. And uh, pretty pretty much they treat them like the whole somebody falls into the lava, and the whole time they're going through the course, they're like talking about their loss. Talking about their loss, like, oh man, I can't believe he's gone. <laughs> and then um, after I went through that. Um, Started checking out kind of some of the documentaries that are on Disney Plus, some of mm-hmm. the Nat Geo ones. Watched a pretty good one from what was it last year on Tutankhamun. Nice. Um, yeah, just try to get some substance in. I understand. It it just sucks because uh, <laughs> it sucks that they're they documentaries of course they keep all the educational ones because it's Disney. But I would love to see like m- there's a lot of other stuff in Nat Geo's catalog where you're just like. Man, you guys got a lot of really good prison documentaries. I like to see those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, as far as game-wise, um, I won't go into it too much after the shit that I got for not even being on the last episode. But, oh, God. Um, I did pick up that game session. Nice. Which is from Creature Studios. It was basically on Xbox's showcase from last E3. Hmm. Um, I had the demo of it from Steam. It's basically an ultra simulation skateboarding game. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was giving you a bunch of shit about the skateboarding games. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it popped up on early access for Xbox out of kind of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I heard about it from Scott and Discord. Nice. It's fine. I can see <laughs> it's I can see why it was a very quiet release. I think it has potential, but it's 30 minutes of playing it, I had five different crashes where I had to completely restart. God. Yeah. That sucks. 
and if you have no idea what you're doing, it's just ragdoll physics. Like if you clip a corner of, say, a bench, you will mm-hmm. just tumble. See, see, at that point, like with simulations and stuff like that, that to me, while it's while it's neat to see, it's not fun. <laughs> it's definitely not fun. Yeah, that's not fun to me. It's like uh, I was I was watching something about I was watching a Digital Foundry video and I went down a rabbit hole because they were like testing out they were testing out this uh, Tesla Mans game like you know like a racing game or Le Mans uh-huh. or whatever and uh, yeah. they were just talking about like you know they were like oh you know it's customizable to the point of you know the the weather restrictions could change the heat of the tires which could cause how well you grip and I'm like. Why the fuck do I want to think about this shit? I don't want to think about that. If I was going to do that, I'd actually drive the fucking car. I don't understand why. Why I got to think about this shit? It's the same way with like. It's the same way with a game like that. Man, if I if I clip this corner too hard, I'm gonna have to bail, and I'll just fucking flop my arms everywhere. No, ninety percent of the time, somebody would just like, you know, just hop off a little bit and run, or they'd be able to skate and avoid it. Not just oh, I'm gonna ram right into this thing. It's 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 I don't know. That's the reason why Tony Hawk is so good, and I I think it's really funny how all these companies are now realizing there's a market for fucking skateboard games, and so they're like, oh, Tony Hawk's coming. We better release ours. Yeah, and it's it's kind of funny because like these guys and uh, the next game that comes out at the end of this month, mm-hmm. Skater XL, like they've gone the skate approach and very next level true simulation, right? Where Tony Hawk is just dialed back to where it all started from. Right. And, I mean, it's very telling that I think 75% of the majority at least want Tony Hawk instead. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same way with, it's the same way with racing games. I mean, we've all done it before, too. It's like, they'll show off Forza Motorsport, and we're all like, meh. But then they show off Forza Horizon, and we're all like, ooh, like, that looks like it's going to be fun. Because, you know... A lot of people, I think, prefer like arcade style games than simulation. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other hand, you know, games like fucking Call of Duty and stuff like that. Of course, they've made it more mainstream than the arcadey, arcadey like shooters like Halo and things like that. But you know, I think that was just a right place, right time type of thing. It's not like nowadays. Yeah, that's it's super goofy. Like there is no objectives in this game, so it Oof. your goal is just to do whatever you want. Uh, kind of skate around your your left foot is your left stick your right foot is your right stick so everything has to be done with both thumbs going that sounds that sounds fucking (laughs) terrible i i so to do a kickflip do you have to like like kick your back foot and then kick up your right foot and so yep oh my god nope nope i would fucking snap the controller in half i'd be like fuck this game yeah and it's funny because i spent a good half hour with it and i finally was like all right, I'm going to do something meaningful. I'm going to actually record a clip. And I go to view it in the replay editor, and the replay editor's completely broke where my guy's just invisible. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm done. Oh, that's great. You're just like, you're just like I am fucking over this shit. Yep, I'm like, August can't come soon enough for that warehouse demo. You're right. Uh, and that's the thing, too. Like, that's the fucked up part is all these, all these people are releasing this stuff, and all it is doing is just driving people more to Tony Hawk. Yeah, you're like, oh man, like this is gonna shit all over Tony Hawk, and then it comes out, and he's like, hmm, nope, you shit yourself. Tony Hawk's still way better. <laughs> and then, um, well, last week I would have shared it with if I was here, but mm-hmm. I picked up all three of the Splinter Cells from the OG Xbox. Nice. They were, were they on, were they on sale? Yeah, I think they were three dollars a piece. Ah, that's not bad. So I think they're all enhanced for the X. I haven't okay. had a chance to jump into them yet, but just. I'm kind of interested with that, and then the Series X, if they actually do the ray tracing like they're intended on some of the OG games, that I'd like to go through them again. It's been hell since they first came out. Like talking about OG Xbox games doing ray tracing? Yeah. Well, that's fucking weird. Uh, Yeah, they they showed off uh, Fusion Frenzy was doing it. Oh, of course. Um yeah. <laughs> right. Fusion, I don't know. What is fucking Microsoft and their hard on for Fusion Frenzy? Yeah. I, so s- supposedly they they are going to be able hardware wise um, to do simulated ray tracing on like games that never were never intended to have it. I mean, if you, I mean, honestly, like it makes a lot of sense with ray tracing because uh, a lot of the demos that you initially saw with ray tracing, I know that 
I keep on going back to Digital Foundry, but I always go into rabbit holes when it comes to their stuff. Um, one of the games that they tested was Quake 2. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they tested Quake 2, and I think they tested uh, tested a couple other games. But one of the big ones, because you know, Quake 2 was like one of the first like major OpenGL games, they tested that, and it, it looks wild. And sometimes you can't... It's funny because at first when I was watching it, I was like, well, I was like, I don't even know what the fuck ray tracing is. Like, this looks dumb. I was like, what is it doing? And then you actually see that the light, you know, like an actual light source looks mm-hmm. way better than, you know, because it's actually like a viable light source rather than just being a pre-rendered spot where it's supposed to be bright. And it was, it was, it was really neat. And something like Splinter Cell would definitely benefit from it. Like OG Splinter Cell. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Because remember that game? That game was like that was the big OG Xbox game. That was they were like, look at the lighting on this. Look at you going through this weird door, and it's you know it's like look at the fabric. And then yep. a year later, it got ported to fucking PS2. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I I have a love hate relationship with Splinter Cell. I guess because I'm more of a Metal Gear fan. <laughs> I have a few few points from. I think it was chaos theory mm-hmm. that just it seemed like there was just points in the level that were completely broke. Yeah, that would just frustrate me to hell where I would just stop playing it for long periods of time. Well, I know with the OG Splinter Cell, it was like I remember like taking a guy out and then hiding a body and then getting in the like towards the end of the level and like some AI character found the body and then it was like mission over, Sam. Uh, they found the body, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "What?" Is, I was like, "Why is the security agent just all of a sudden just walking into a fucking freezer that nobody's seen in the past fifty-five minutes?" And yeah, it was very much like very Hitman Two type of OG Hitman Two, where it was like just some kind of bullshit thing that all of a sudden it was like all of a sudden the AI is like, "Oh, I'm going to venture over here now." And yeah, yeah. So that was that was pretty much it for console wise and then i splurged a bit the other day and picked up the nba jam arcade one-up edition oh that's dope special edition that has the stool with it it also has the kind of the light up deck oh yeah (sighs) i it's it's a neat thing that they're kind of starting to grow yeah um you have the turtles one obviously and the protector is just a basically clear yeah they've actually printed some graphics on the nba jam one. Oh, that's cool so, so it does have some dimension to it so the led light up for the deck does actually like pop off of those and it'll change the color portrayed nice. on like some of the directions on there but it's just any little smudge or fingerprint or if it gradually gets scratched up all of those are magnified 100 percent. oh yeah yeah, especially on plexiglass because plexiglass is like any kind of nicker or anything like that. It will just show up immediately. Yep, so it's got, I think, six different colors or you can just leave it off if you want. I mean, the good the good part is, it, like, is it built into the plexiglass? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, so, uh, so it's it's a basically it's a bar that sits at the top of the plexiglass that's huh. right at the base of the monitor. Damn it. Because I was going to say, I know... I know and because RK one up like their website, you can order a lot of replacement parts if you need them. And I'm pretty sure they actually do sell that plexiglass if you need it. But I'm oh, not okay. sure about I'm not sure about the light up one. That might be different. Yeah, I, I imagine you could probably pop that off if you want it. Because I know if you buy the NBA Jam from Walmart, it does not include that. Yeah, where'd you purchase it from? Uh, Best Buy, and they actually nice. had it. They had it in stock at store. So. Nice. Yeah, see that I saw like Coles actually has it too, and I was, that's that's too damn cool. No, so so there's some really good little evolutions that they've gone through since Turtles. Yeah. Um, whoever did the um, software side of it, mm-hmm. um, they've actually included some of the mods that like dip switches would have handled. Nice. So the the power button's a toggle switch now. Because it actually has to boot up and it has to shut down properly. You can't mm-hmm. just kill the power. Oh, but, really? Yep. And oh, then is it always oh, to keep like high scores and things like that? I guess. Yeah, it, it keeps it keeps all the high scores, but also when you launch into the game, you can go into basically the arcade settings, and you can change kind of the music that plays in the background, where 
in the arcade, the music may have been to attract people to the machine. Mm. Or if you just want standard music, there's you can change the difficulty of the AI, which was also an arcade setting. Yep. And then you have the scoreboards, and then the biggest addition is the online play. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which, little janky, I haven't had any success getting into a game. And it seems like, for the most part, you can hop into anybody's game at any time. So, Well, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little dicey there. Yeah. Um, but, I, I did look up, you can buy deck protectors. Um, it probably hasn't updated yet, but you can buy a deck protector up until Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, nice. Yeah, so if you did need to get a replacement part for it. Because I think, like, yeah, it's 40 bucks. I think uh, I think RK1UP knows that it's a very expensive item, and so they know that people aren't just going to buy a new one again. They'll probably just end up throwing it out. So it's like, oh, we can help you. If we can help you with this, why not? So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it's got NBA Jam, NBA Jam nice. Tournament Edition, and then NBA Hang Time. So it spreads out, I think it's six years, or sorry, three or four years That's from cool. all those releases. Um, Player-wise, they pretty much brought everybody. I think there might be 19 between all the games. So some of the rosters, you may see duplicated people. Mm. Um, Player-wise, they look like the other person, but they carried over the stats of the missing person. So the teams still play authentically true. Gotcha. That's cool. And so. and I think some of the character codes even still carry over, like the original had where you could play as the presidents and things like Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton. I think That's those cool. are there. Um, I know Ed Boone's in there. Nice. Yeah, there's, I mean, I will say, like, I'm glad to see how much, like, it sucks that, you know, some of the games do have to be changed around and stuff like that, but it is cool to see how well... A lot of those hold up, like because I was playing Turtles, uh, Turtles in Time the other day, and it's just it's it's too damn cool to get an arcade perfect version of that game and don't have to do any weird janky shit to play it. Yeah, I still think with this one having online, when I connected, um, did a whole update for it. Took about twenty minutes, mm-hmm. but I think we are getting very close to arcade one up, like giving out some type of multicade. Where, yeah, uh, like there's a storefront. If they if they did that, if they released some kind of multi, like it, it sucks because like I would totally I was depending really debating on modding mine, but the only thing is, is that like because I want things like Simpsons and X Men and things like that, but the only problem is is that I would have to do a lot of hard yeah, converting, that's, and that's where I drew the line. I did not yeah. want to. Yeah, because uh, you know a couple of people were like. Oh, we well, can just drill right into the control deck, and I'm like, yeah, it's easy for you to say you didn't spend four hundred dollars on this, and it's it's one of those things where like I wish they would, if they did that where they had like an online hookup to like a multicade. I hope they have one that's like you know where everything is like filled out correctly in terms of being able to accommodate multiple different games and multiple different styles of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So we'll yeah. we'll see what they get next, but. No, that's exciting. That's that's really cool. I saw the I saw the picture on Discord with like the scoreboard in the background and everything. Now, is that scoreboard just like a? Is it just like a thing, or does it actually update? <laughs> no, that scoreboard. I picked it up at Target. It's just oh, no a shit. it's a clock for a kid's room. Oh, that's dope. That's even so, better. <laughs> so I just put the time in there and the scores. My daughter's age and my age. That's cool. So, just a little kind of theme to the wall. Yeah, it definitely added a, it added an awesome accent to it. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, it also has the light-up marquee. Yeah, I saw that, too. I was like, man, that looks better and better every time. I'm thinking about changing mine out on my Turtles one so bad. Yeah, I'll have to send you that link again because it's about half the price of what most of the places are charging. Yeah. But, yeah, that's about it right there. Yeah. So I guess uh, we could hop over to the news. Yeah. So Amazon's Crucible. Um, flopped uh so hard it's just not gonna be released yeah so they rolled out like from what i from what i read briefly i i really don't care about this game because i didn't even know it was a thing um and 
it was you know it's a hero shooter just like the you know overwatch and everything like that but it was it was so bad that they released uh they they released the you know a closed beta for it and everything like that um is they actually like rolled it back so i guess the game wasn't doing as well as they hoped and they rolled everything back and it's just like what the fuck and so it was that's what it was it was a full release game like they fully released it and they were like oh here's the here's what they were going to do in terms of the roadmap and then they went over and rolled it back to a closed beta (laughs) (laughs) it's like what yeah it's crazy yeah and so i mean that's all we need to say on it like amazon's sitting there trying to do big boy things and they're not doing well with it no yep they'll learn yep um let's see what else we got uh amazon making a fallout tv series the westworld makers involved hmm interesting how how much love do you have for fallout by the way i don't know if Uh, we've ever talked about it i'm i i'm in a love-hate relationship in general with uh bethesda like I, I dumped a lot of time into um, Elder Scrolls, uh, Oblivion. Oh, yeah. And, and ever since then, I just, I don't know, I got sort of burned out by it because the games weren't keeping my attention. And then going to play something like The Witcher 3, and people were talking about how much they love Skyrim and they'll buy every version of it and stuff. Like, I'm playing The Witcher 3, and I'm like, this is the game I actually fucking wanted when I wanted to play Oblivion. Like, I don't give a fuck whether or not I can go over and steal everything. I don't care if I can walk into every single house. I want to be able to slash it and throw magic at people. And I want an actual interesting character. So it's, 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 that's the kind of relationship I have. And then Fallout 3, I was playing Fallout 3. And you know how when you play a shooter and you're like thinking, like, oh, it's a first person shooter, I'm going to play something like Doom or Borderlands or something. And then you get that game and it's like, why does this game even have fucking guns in it? They don't hit for shit and it's boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what about world wise, though? World-wise, I like the whole concept of it. I like the whole concept of the world and stuff like that. Um, you know what game I actually did like was uh, the Brotherhood of Steel uh, series. Uh, for, like, OG Xbox, like the top-down Diablo-style Fallout Man, games. I do not remember those. Oh, yeah. There was, like, it was, they were strictly, I think, console games. And that was actually more interesting to me than Fallout 3. And um, it's... Yeah, I mean, I that for me like solidified. I do like the world. I like the you know the big, heavy armors and things like that, and the just the whole entire style of like using bottle caps as currency and shit like that. But yeah, I I don't know. I think I will watch the show, but I I don't think it's going to convince me to play the game. <laughs> yeah, and I honestly I think a lot of people just Westworld's attachment they'll they'll give it a chance. Yeah. And heard you guys talking about Westworld a little bit last week, and oh man, I love that first season, but I could not make it through the second at all. Second season's real slow. The third season's a lot better. Yeah, well, yeah. we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, it's tough to say that, but it's yeah, I know it sucks. You have to go through a whole entire season to get something decent, but it's like shit. <laughs> all right, so jumping jumping in. Xbox Summer Game Fest. Nice. You check that out at all? Nope. <laughs> uh, looks like what they're going to end up doing is, obviously, with everything going on in the world, they still want to show some people kind of what's what's going on and some of the demos that you'd get to play if you were going to it. Nice. Um, looks like it is going to be opened up to the public through Xbox Live. That's cool. So, be kind of interested to see everybody's take on it. Yeah. Um, it was one of the things I thought of when I think you were at uh, New York Comic Con last year when we were talking about Resistance is if there would be any any type of demos being passed out through, uh, what is it, like xCloud? Yeah. Some, something that would require you not to wait in line, but I think if something like this takes off, I think it's just great for everybody. Yeah, because, I mean, it's crazy to me that like, even if you go to these, you sort of, and I'm sure that Toast saw it at XO19, but it, with a lot of those games, like, I take a lot of pictures and stuff like that, but 
a lot of people sort of get like disenfranchised and think that like I'm gonna go to these places and play all these cool games and stuff. And unless you feel like waiting like anywhere between two to four hours to sit there and play those games, that that's the only way. Like to play Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Two, it was October. Resident Evil Two came out in January. That was 2018, going into 2019. They had this cool display and everything like that. You can get right up on it and see it. And but the uh, the wait for to play the game was like two and a half hours. Like, to the point where you walked up on the line and everybody's sitting in line waiting for them to play the demo. And then I think a few weeks after that, they released the demo anyway. So, it was... it's I actually appreciate this more, even if even if conventions, you know, next year everything's fine and conventions go back to normal and stuff like that. I'd be more inclined to that. I hope they would keep something like this, especially for things like E3 and stuff. It's like, yeah, let the people play it at, at E3, obviously, but... Why don't you release it digitally out to the people? A lot of times, you know, those things existed because of the fact that there wasn't any kind of digital distribution to bring it out to people. So it's like, why not give it to people and give them their firsthand impressions and stuff like that? It's, I think it's, I think it would be a neat way to do it. Yeah. The only thing I'd be curious on is I know there's a lot of people out there that probably don't understand like what type of demos these are that usually there can be very early builds of it. That if it sours, what their take is on the game. Yeah, from that's that true. Point on. Yeah, like you say, it's almost like a high risk, high reward type thing. You know, a lot of people won't understand that it's a, you know, possibly alpha build or a demo build of it. But I would hope that the developers or Xbox, even before you launch into the demo, give clear cut expectations of yeah. what this is. Yeah, and you would think you would think these days that people will understand that like a demo is not the final product. Like a final product can definitely be improved. It's like it's really funny because a lot of people showing off like stuff for Cyberpunk, like when they showed off that gameplay video, mm-hmm. and somebody showed off like a demo of the fighting in it, and a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, that looks like shit!" Like I can't believe it's fist fighting in a first person game. And they're yeah. like, "That looks like shit. I can't. I'm not gonna buy this game now." And it's like. Unless you unless you're gonna be fucking fist fighting through a cyberpunk game that has a bunch of guns and shit like that, I don't see any kind of importance in this. Like you guys, and also it's like it's a demo build of the game. Like the game's coming towards the end, but there's polish that needs to be done. I mean, it's not coming out for a freaking another four months, and so they just acting, you know. And so those are the kind of I totally understand what you're saying. Those are the kind of people that you're like, fuck, I really don't want to release this because you're the ones that are gonna bitch and whine about it. Yep. Yep. But moving on from that, uh, I will let you take the next one, which is the Animal Crossing update. So from what I, I haven't played it yet, from what I've seen my wife play, it's really neat. So pretty much you can go out and swim. They open up a new uh, collection. So that way you can actually like go down and dive for like the little sea creatures and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, from what I saw for it, it's really cute. But she's like, it's more stressful because now there's more stuff to do. And I'm like, isn't that the point? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty much it on that end. That's all I know from that. All right, next yeah. one is a a topic that spiraled out of control in our community. Oh Jesus! Games yeah. games look like they're uh, going to be ten dollars higher, at least based on NBA two K one or two K twenty one. So there's two there's two ways you can look at this with the NBA games and stuff like that you wonder if they're trying to set a precedent and hoping that they'll be higher. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and it's like, are you, are they really going to be higher or are you setting a precedent hoping that they're going to be higher? Yeah. I've, yeah. I feel like somebody from 2k, I mean, as large of a group as they are, that there, there's got, there's gotta be some change coming across. I'm just surprised yeah. that it was just kind of through a, basically a pre-order release showing that where it wasn't like a formally announced thing. Right. And another thing is too, is like EA has cried and whined for years that games is $60. They act like they're losing fucking money. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like you of all the people to whine it's EA. So that's why I don't trust them. Cause it's like you release the same game every year. Like you've recouped those costs probably three or four years ago. And you're still whining that you have $60 games. So you try to sneak in microtransactions mm-hmm. and things like that. It's 
it's it's shit like that. And then 2K coming back and because what did they give they got football back right or they got basketball. They 2K got some version of football back, but it doesn't seem like they're going to do any simulation type of it. I'm yeah, going to so guess I, it's going to be like so a sh- playgrounds type deal. I'm sure they're probably trying to recruit some of the claws from that. And then also it's it's you never know like with that stuff, but in to get back to to round it about so I'm not rambling. If games went up $10, I would have no qualms with it. It but I think $70 is probably going to be my max for spending money on a game. Another thing is too is that yeah, those games like you're definitely going to see decreased sales because if this generation has showed us anything is that there are times where you definitely shouldn't buy certain games right away because within like two weeks they'll go down in price. Yeah, and that I mean, almost that's standard fare for Ubisoft. Yeah, I mean, I always know Assassin's Creed comes out, and I think it's two or three weeks later. Targets always does the notorious buy two get one free. Yeah, and and a lot of times too, it's like you know, it's like when you look at when you look at something like The Last of Us too. You know, it's it's a sixty dollar game and. It sold freaking four million units in a week. So, you know, it's you you. It's like some of these people act like they act like they're not making any money back, but yet within within a week, The Last of Us Two made two hundred forty million dollars. Yeah, and then you have and then you have, you have people like fucking Rockstar that's releasing another version of Grand Theft Auto. And that move, that game has made billions for them, and still, who doesn't have that like, game? If they really came out and said games should be seventy dollars, we're losing money. You would just get a collective like "fuck you" from the whole entire gaming community, and it's the same way where I feel as if with like EA, EA bitches and whines about this shit, but it's like you know they act like they're they're blaming the fans that game their games aren't selling. It's like no, here's a fun fact, EA: most of your games are shit, and nobody likes them. So that's the reason why your games aren't selling. So that's why you shouldn't increase the prices. If anything, it's going to make it worse. No, I've the seventy dollar price tag. I'm I'm okay with that because I I think there are a lot of games that it's very well justified. Mm-hmm. I think I would be more comfortable with saying if you pre-order the game, you get it at sixty. If you get it the day of release or day after, it goes up to the normal price of seventy dollars. Right. Give, and so, give a little bit of incentive for jumping in. And so that that is actually happening now. Like I know that Target or Walmart lists their games a lot of times ten dollars cheaper and Amazon has been doing it to compete. So there's a lot of games that are like even before they come out, they're fifty bucks. And so, you know, saving that ten dollars, like I agree with that part of it. And then it's I don't mind paying that extra money, like if it's ten dollars because if you really think about it, you know, where this argument all came down to was that a lot of people were acting like $70 was too much. But if you remember when we were kids, is that game prices were all over the fucking place. So, because all that stuff was not necessarily universal. It wasn't like a universal thing. It was pretty much dictated by the publisher on how much they wanted to charge for a game. It's still like that in Japan. So that's why a lot of Final Fantasy games are actually like $125 US or something like that when they first come out. Because it's because the publisher dictates how much the games are, and so the picture that I put on Discord was like an old advertisement from like a Canadian Toys R Us, and so like a lot of those games, like you had games that were fifty five, you had games that were seventy five, you had games that were ninety five Canadian, which comes out to about seventy five or eighty US, and we're talking like this is N sixty four era, so adjusting for mm-hmm. inflation, it was like one hundred and twenty something dollars per game, and that was like for higher end games. I remember when the N64 came out, like, one of the cheapest games was Super Mario 64, because the N64 didn't come with a game, and so a lot of people were buying that game, but even then, back in, what was it, 96, that game was 50 bucks. Exactly. So and it was it just, 50 bucks for the life of the console. Right, exactly, and so it's, it's you know, I remember paying $60 for my copy of Legend of Zelda, you know, and this is 1998, so you're talking 20-something years ago, so games, it was, as soon as you hit the PS2, like, the PS1 ps2 era of games that's when games started solidifying like 40 or 50 dollars yep or you would get out budget titles that would be like 30 or 20 it was either 50 dollars or below but 50 dollars was the max and there wasn't any games that were outlandishly overpriced or anything like that and then when you got into this current gen which a ps3 or actually a ps3 era so you're talking like literally like 
14, 15 years ago that we hit the $60 price point. And it's funny because history repeats itself because people were bitching back then too when games were $60. All all it does is when games get that expensive is it just makes you pick and choose your games more. You're just picking and choosy. And then, you know, am I going to spend $70 for a fucking football game? Fuck no. I'll just wait the two or three weeks ago for it to go down to 40 bucks, and then I'll buy it. Yeah, and I, I guess that's a another side of it. Yeah. That I look at, well, just wait for the game to go on sale, hold off. But from I know people playing 2K, that yeah. if you're not in 2K day one or pay yep. a premium to get in there early, yep. you you are going to have to pay your way to get out of the hole to compete with anybody online. Yeah, so, I mean, you're it's like penny smart pound foolish because you're, you're going to get fucked around either way. And so I just look at it this way, like, What's gonna ha- what you're probably gonna see happen is like unless it's a big hit game, you're probably gonna see a lot of games not have good initial sales. But as soon as the game goes down in price, that's when you'll see the sales surge of it. Mm-hmm. Or you know, not like now where people are expected to pay sixty dollars. But also, there's a lot of people that you know are like me personally. Like you know, I wait for a lot of sales to purchase games and stuff like that. But if it's a game I really want and it's gonna be seventy instead of sixty and I'm getting an ultra high end game. I'll pay the seventy. I don't care. Yep. Yep. But yeah. So last one for the night. Yeah. Let's let's leave off on a real happy note. Oh god. Uh, Evo Online called off yep. for allegations of misconduct against the co-founder. Yeah. So apparently their co-founder was a creeper and had a lot of misconduct issues, and then. Next thing you know, it's like once that happened, it started leaching out into actual fighting game communities. So apparently the Smash community, like people were coming out against certain Smash players. I don't, <laughs> I I watch Evo stuff, but I don't like get into like characters or names or anything like that. Um, I know that it, the big thing for Evo canceled, but before they really canceled, there was a lot of people that were pulling, that were pulling stuff. And one of the biggest ones was Capcom. Mm-hmm. Capcom pretty much like pulled and said that we're not supporting Evo because of this conduct and allegations. Like they withdrew themselves. And you know, Capcom, Capcom's fucking Street Fighter and all these big giant games. And then it, it was, it's like after that, it's like, where do you go from there? You know, it's, it, I just don't understand where these people think that they can do this creepy ass shit at a big ass convention and then think that they can get away with it just because they, just because they fucking, I don't know, just because they run a fucking fighting game festival, who gives a shit? Yeah, and yeah. I know you guys dove into it a bunch last week, and man, it's just, stuff seems to go in kind of streaks, but... Yeah. Just... Yeah, it was it was canceled because the uh, following these events, several game brands announced they were no longer going to participate in the event, including Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Now the event will no longer go ahead... And Queller will be no longer involved with Evo. So, yeah. So, uh, that goes to show you, like, I mean, pretty much because he was involved. Like, I'm just curious if it's, like, a long-term thing, if they're not going to do Evo anymore. Because Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat and Tekken and Street Fighter, like, especially, like, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was fucking huge for Evo. Because any game, like, any fighting game that makes, like, the grand stage of Evo is going to be, like, ultra. Obviously, that's ultra popular. And so, like, in the past few years, it's been definitely been, like, Smash, uh, you know, friggin' Mortal Kombat, and Street Fighter. And so, it's like, if you two pull, even if you pull Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, like, two of your biggest games, you you pretty much lost everything. And then, um, oh, including Banco, uh, Bandai Namco pulled out, too. Oh, so, yeah, so they did Tekken 7. Tekken 7 is fucking humongous for Evo, and that's crazy, so... And I'm just curious if Evo's like done, done. And I just, yeah, I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. It's just, it's sad to me that, you know, it's, it sucks that these people, you know, cannot be creepers and just fucking play a game. And it's just play a fucking game and not try to pull rank with this shit. Because apparently there's a lot of shit running rampant in the, in the smash scene too, where a lot of people are accused of like sexual misconduct with minors. It's like Jesus Christ, like coal miners. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, the the terrible part I hate with all of this stuff going around. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that people are speaking up, but 
I hate that it comes to the solution that everyone gets fucking punished. Yep. It, it And while you understand, because you know these big companies, they have to get away from, like, if any kind of event has that, but it's just like, like you said, you wish you could just, like, kick those people out or just tell them to go fuck themselves and then still run the event. But instead now, these people, this small group of people looks like less than, like, 10 or 12 people. I'm sure there's a bunch more, but, you know, currently the ones that are out in the public, they've ruined one of the grandest fighting events, fighting game events yep. in the world. And it's, it's shitty. You know, it's not only, it sucks too, because like, you know, you would think that coronavirus canceled it. It's like, no, it's most people who can't keep their dick in their pants canceled it. And it's just, it's like, what the fuck? That just sucks because you won't see, cause I always get, I always get a kick out of like watching like, epic comebacks and stuff like that with like street fighter and Tekken and stuff. And it just sucks because you probably won't see that this year. No. And, and honestly, it's, it's probably going to split into some different type events or the manufacturers themselves start to do it. Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping they come up with something new, but I wouldn't be surprised if like you, I, I totally agree with what you said. Like all of a sudden these people will start holding their own like events or, all the developers get together and then they're like, Hey, we should do our own event instead of this, instead of this thing. So, yeah. Well, I think that's it for this week. Yeah. I think so. So I just want to say thanks for everybody for listening. Toast will be back next week. He had some internet issues going on. So that'll wrap it up for 48. And where can they find us, Bob? They can find us on Instagram and Twitter at complete geeks. All right. That's it for us. We appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks.